my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope y'all are having an absolutely fantastically blessed day today, and hope you guys enjoyed the last few days of uh, the shows. We ran a health show for you guys yesterday, and before that, we ran the Halloween special to kind of clarify and show you what the real, true satanic holiday was behind Halloween. We were out of town for a little bit, and had and I had to go meet with one of the uh, professionals that we know that's actually working in this fight against these <laughs> insane, corrupt politicians agencies, alphabet agencies, and so forth, and basically um, what they've been trying to do with COVID over the last two and a half, three years, all the way to the shots, all the way to the lies, and all the way to the massive restriction and censoring of the truth. So we got some pretty good information we'll bring out to you guys today. And one of the first things that I wanted to cover, and I'm sure you guys probably have seen this now already, but this is huge and paramount to winning this fight and showing everybody that what happened is illegal to people as far as them being told they cannot work unless they get an RNA gene therapy shot. And as you saw now, the Supreme Court Judge Ralph Porzio ruled in New York City that the mandate on COVID vaccines for city employees was completely unconstitutional it what should be a slam dunk case the main issue is that the new york mayor lifted the covid 19 vaccine mandates for people in professional sports and entertainment industry but not city workers such as policemen firefighters sanitation workers and so forth and so the city is still trying to appeal the ruling of course and what they're saying is now is pretty much anybody that worked for the city uh they are now going to be have to be given back pay and have their jobs given back to them, which this is setting a huge precedent. And this was something that I told you guys from the beginning was so atrocious to me and just completely and totally not only violation of human rights, constitutional rights, civil rights all across the board, saying that you don't have a right to work or keep your job unless you have a medical experiment done to you. This violated everything. I mean, every code of ethics there is in the medical community, yet they did it, and they tried to get away with it, and now they have not. And this is going to open up a really, really big door now, a big door, a giant sliding garage door for other cases to come in now and file suit against states and against counties and against municipalities and against the federal government for what they did and how unbelievably illegal and egregious it was. Because remember, New York was one of the worst places up there. I mean, they were literally telling people, you guys remember the video, and the mom is in a restaurant with her child, and what, six or seven NYPD law enforcement officers come in there and escort them out, tell them they're going to arrest them if they don't leave because they don't have the vaccine passport. This was such a horrific beta test, and the very fact that they got away with what they did is mind-boggling to me. But this right now, with this federal court judge in New York, this is going to set a big precedent. Not only the fact that these people have to be offered their jobs back, but now they have to be given back pay and good riddance to New York for what they did to everybody because it was so egregious. And the, uh, the, the judge said that basically the vaccine mandate was, I quote, arbitrary and capricious and ruled against the city. So this is a really, really big deal. And this, again, is one more step in the fight back <laughs> 
just to cover more ground and get ground back that we lost over the last two and a half years. Because remember, this isn't just a, a win. Oh, we're happy now. Everything's good. We have to continue to push forward and push the offense and the fight towards them. And that's what a lot of people that we know that we're involved in right now are actively involved in. Because every time you see something like this happen in history, they take a little bit of ground. They take a little bit of ground. They push a little bit of more mandates. They push a little bit more restrictions. They violate a little bit more rights. And then they stop. And then a lot of times people just take a step back and think, okay, okay, it's stopped now. It's okay. We're okay now. And then what happens is they start encroaching more. The feds, the bankers, they all start encroaching a little bit more, pushing a little bit more, pushing a little bit more, and then they stop. That can't happen this time. This was so far egregious that it can't be tolerated. When you have people out in California riding around on paddle boards in the ocean by themselves and then having the national or not national guard, the police department and the individuals out there as far as go out there with law enforcement and arrest people that shows you the level of insanity that they were willing to take this to. And then when you started having people told you were an essential, you can't have a job. You can't work here unless you get an experimental shot. That's a serious problem, and again, this is why it's so important that we continue to keep the truth out there and continue to fight because the misinformation as far as on their end and the massive censorship and restrictions is not going to stop at all. As you have seen across the board now, the level of insanity is continuing to go further and further and further, but I want to get that out there and really encourage everybody, continue to push the fight forward. If you have the ability to get one in one of these suits or something's going on that you know of, continue Continue to support it, stay informed on it, and continue to get it out there in the open because these things a lot of times are heavily suppressed by the mainstream media because they do not want anybody talking about what's happening on the offensive fight now coming back to them for what they did and how they violated people's direct constitutional rights. What do you think, Dan? Well, this um, it's a wonderful ruling for this New York judge. I'm really happy that they did that because, quite frankly, you know, in a liberal New York, it's hard to believe they actually did this. And the crazy part about it is, you know, liberal used to mean that you were actually, you know, against, you know, government intrusion in your lives. You were against, you know, specific regulation. And now they've inverted it. Now all these liberals are running around, you know, wearing masks and and taking COVID shots, and then they're trying to drag all the Christians into the same pit with them and telling them that basically they need to do this and they do that and they do this. And it's just crazy. I mean. Austin and I had the flight of St. Louis this week, and, and we basically met with a top doctor out there that's in the middle of a giant lawsuit you know, with the FDA and the, you know, the CDC and everything else they're involved with as far as the COVID and the vitamin D and all the rest of it. And what was interesting about it is that he was giving us all these insights as to what the government's trying to do and how they're trying to backtrack and do this or do that or do this or do that. And it's a mess. It's been going on for several years now. It's been very, very, very expensive for him. And he, he, he told me, he says, I'm, I'm in this fight. I'm going to stay in it. And uh, he said he had another one of his friends. They decided to settle with the CDC and the FDA. And they, this person was an attorney and a doctor, and they ended up going to prison for six months. And they'd lost their law license. They lost their medical license. They lost everything because now they're a convicted felon. They can no longer be licensed. So this is a real fight that a lot of people have brought back to these individuals that are doing this. And the same thing is true with these individuals that have been wrongfully terminated. I mean, wrongful dismissal is just the wrong thing to do. You can't be just firing people because, uh, out of a whim because they don't want to, like Austin said, submit to a medical you know, experiment. I mean, what the heck? What happened to the Nuremberg trials and the code of ethics that we all derive from the Nuremberg trials and how you can't experiment on people without their permission. And you sure can't be telling them you're going to fire them or basically put them in jail or haul them off and put them in handcuffs because they're riding around on a surfboard out in the middle of the ocean and, you know, in California off the coast. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, it was interesting. Uh, we were uh, flying from uh, 
from from, from Tampa to Charlotte. We had to get a connection through Charlotte to get to St. Louis. And uh, we had this lady sitting behind us, and she was from San Francisco. And she was a staunch, 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 super unbelievable liberal, just just weirdo. And the thing was so hot about her that she had a very soothing voice, had a great voice. And so she starts talking right behind us. Now she saw me and Austin sit in front of her. We hadn't even make hadn't even made eye contact. We hadn't even talked to her. But you know, we're dressed in a couple of black T-shirts with jeans, and you know, we're not really, you know, fitting into the crowd as far as you know the, the woke agenda. And she starts giving this lady who's sitting beside her all of this advice, and it just didn't make any sense. She was all over the place, but she was talking loud enough, like almost projecting her voice so that we would hear her in the seat in front of us. Finally, after about 30 minutes of it, I turned around and looked at her. I said, you know, we can hear everything you're saying. And she looked at me kind of funny, and I said, I, said, I have no idea what you're, what you're trying to imply here. And she looked at me, and she says, where's your AK? And I looked at her, and I thought, oh, my gosh, it's one of those. And she said it again, said it real loud the second time, where's your AK? Like, you know, it was short for AK-47. And I just said, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm not going to get on some no-fly list because some nutbag sitting behind me. Then she screams it the third time, where's your AK? And then she goes one more time, fourth time, where's y'all's AK? Just so the whole front part of the plane there, because we were flying business class, we got the upgrade on points, uh, basically decided that, you know, we had to have AKs with us. And I thought to myself, this lady's a loon. Of course, she had a. So we got started getting a little closer to the ground. You know, she straps her double masks back on, and it's just on and on and on. And I, and I thought to myself, what a weird group of people that you get to have to associate with here on airplanes. Who basically you don't know what they stand for or what they're trying to prove. And I remember Carrie, who's a good friend of mine over in Lakeland, told me once. She said. The United States has always been two separate nations. It's been a confederate nation, a conservative nation, and a liberal nation. And I saw that even more so this time when we flew on that airplane. I thought, this is some weird stuff. And then coming back, we talked to some guys that were completely and totally on what we believed. And they were talking, and we started talking to them. And that was a much more pleasant flight, by the way. But the point about it is, is that nobody wants to talk about what Austin talked about as far as these vaccines now and all these people that are dying and all these people that are basically dying in their sleep. We're seeing that now. Another article came out that I posted at healthmasters.com. And I got back, and I had a whole bunch of really nice emails from you guys. And I want to read, I want to read you a couple of them. This is a, well, one of them. And I want to read you a, a prayer that was written by Todd a few years ago that I kind of edited some. And, and this is from uh, Anjanette Michael. And it says, when we sit down each morning with our health master's supplements to feed body, a cup of coffee, and we turn on you and Austin's show, it's like a healing energy that feeds the soul. Keep up the great work of speaking the truth in Jesus' name, and just know that there's a loving couple way over here in the small rural town of Torrington, Wyoming, who love you guys. God bless and thank you so very much. And I thought, wow, we've got the greatest listeners in the world. And I want to thank you for that, guys. I want to continue to thank your support and your prayers. It means the world to me. Then a few years ago, a man by the name of Todd had come in. He had written a prayer. I made a few changes on it. And he came by the office and he talked to us. And somebody sent this back to me who bought our CDs and tapes like 20, 30 years ago. They heard me on a show or at a seminar. And they sent me this prayer back. And I had remember the prayer, but I haven't prayed in a long time. I'm going to read it to you guys. Uh, Heavenly Father, we rejoice in the day that you've made, and we are glad in it. We enter through your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, and we come here boldly before your throne of grace, not in our own righteousness, but in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, our great high priest. We apply the blood of Jesus over us, our families, our possessions and finances, our dwelling place, our transportation, our land, and our places of influence. For your blood is a hedge of protection around us across all realms and dimensions. We deploy the heavenly host to stand shoulder to shoulder around us, fully armed and equipped, and ready to pierce through any enemy who draws near. 
May they bind the enemy with chains and fetters of iron and throw them in the cages and send them to the feet of Jesus to do what, with them what he wishes. May we draw near to the secret place under the shadow of your wings, for you are our fortress, our high tower, our defense, our shield and buckler. And Father, we place on all the armor you have given us. We place on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace on our feet, the shield of faith to quench the fiery arrows of the enemy on behalf of our whole family, the helmet of salvation, our sword, which is your word, bathed in heaven, the cloak of zeal, the garments of vengeance, and above all, clothe ourselves with Jesus. Renew our minds with the mind of Jesus. Surround us with your songs of deliverance. May the eyes of our spiritual understanding be enlightened and may we be led only by your holy spirit may we lift up your heads and may the king of glory come in may the heavens release all spiritual blessings stored up to execute your assignments and blessings of gifting anointing resources and divine help thank you jesus i pray the gates of heaven would open drop down the heavens and rain the righteousness on your people the earth may bring forth salvation through the blood of the lamb the gates of brass and bars of iron which are constructed to hinder these blessings are collapsed in jesus name and it, and may your living water flow like a river freely from the throne of grace and through all of us we ask all of this in the authority and the righteousness found in jesus christ and sealed by his blood and i go on to say i station angels all about you i plead the blood of christ over you and i put a hedge of thorns around you in jesus name I pray for you guys already this morning, but I wanted to pray that prayer over you. There's one part of it I would take off and not post, but but other than that, it's absolutely phenomenal. The prayer is, and so I want to thank Todd again for bringing this to us several years ago. And I just want you guys to know that I think about you guys all the time. And when I read stuff like this, I want to pray over that over you guys personally this morning on the show because you guys mean the absolute world to me. In fact, after I had to deal with these whack bags on the airplane, <laughs> okay, I'm kind of like you know sometimes you fly on a plane. And you don't have any of those problems. Other times, you get people in there that all they want to do is argue with you and be completely nightmarish to you. And you start thinking, wow, how in the world can we sit here and look at this and think that it's okay that you know, it's not being told as far as the truth in, in the United States? And then we start to realize that it's the International Kabbalah Luciferian Network that are the ones that are basically telling us what we're supposed to believe and not to believe. And uh, it's interesting. Rebecca said this to me the other day, and it said the eight genders in the Talmud. And it says, Judaism has recognized non-binary persons for millennia. Now, this is by a, a Rachel Scheinerman, and it's right from myjewishlearning.com, so it's one of their websites as far as the Jewish folks. And it's, it's interesting. And it goes on at the very final, very end of this, this little thing it talks about as far as all these different genders that are recognized in the Talmud. Remember, these aren't recognized in the Torah, the five first books of Levitical Law. And here's what she says at the end, last paragraph. In recent decades, queer Jews – and allies have brought to reinterpret these eight genders of the Talmud as a way of reclaiming a positive space for non-binary Jews in the tradition. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that that's interesting, but I, I'm just not going to make many comments about this. But this is where it's coming from. Remember, because the Talmud is also the foundational principles of the Zohar, which basically is considering that snake in the tree basically to be God, and this is what they believe. And these are some of the things they call they call a, a Zachar a male, a Nikava a female, an Andotris having both male and female characteristics, a Tantum lacking sexual characteristics, a Loitam Hama identifies female at birth and then developing male becoming a male, a Loita Adam identified female becoming a female then becoming a male, and then Sarah's Haman identified male at birth but later developing female characteristics. And Sarah's Adam identified male at birth and later developing female characteristics through human intervention. So, guys, listen to me. This is really important. 
when I tell you that this whole mess is based out of the same group of Kabbalist Luciferians that believe all of this weird stuff, I'm not making it up. This entire transgender movement and all these different pronouns are all part of this. This is where it's all being coming from because this group of people basically run the planet, the synagogue of Satan. We need to understand that. I mean, think about it. Kanye West. Now, I've got some a bunch of emails came in from you guys as far as people who like Kanye, people who absolutely hate Kanye. Uh, here's my deal. I don't know what Kanye really stands for. He's in the Billionaire Boys Club. I know what he says, but I also know what he does, and I know what he does on his rap videos, etc. But I also know he's put out a lot of Christian rap, if that's something that's even possible, which a lot of you guys like that. I don't particularly care for it. But the reality is, is that He's talking about stuff that he's not supposed to talk about. You know, so Adidas has apparently dropped him now, and so it's going to cost him billions of dollars a year. It's going to crumble his empire, according to several articles that I've read over the weekend in the last couple of days. Now, whether all that's true or not, I don't know. All I know is this. He specifically, if he called out the synagogue of Satan, I mentioned this to you guys last week, and let us know who these people are, which we already know, who we can't criticize, who we can't say anything about, or they will come after us with double-barreled shotguns or double-barreled you know, news articles against him and double barrel to try to destroy everything that we stand for in the United States as a once Christian nation, which I believe we can get that back again. But we have to understand this group of people that are out there that are doing all of this stuff, they're not trying to make the country better. They're, they're trying to actually destroy it. And, and you know, and, and Coach Dallemeyer reposted an article that he had written many years ago. And he said, to you guys, it, it, it basically be a good secondary read again. And here, here's what he said many years ago. Public schools are destroying the faith of Christian children, and pulpits are silent. Legislation introduced to remove the rights of parents and pulpits are silent. Children are taught they came from apes, and the pulpits are silent. Children are told they can become the opposite sex in many different types of genders, and the pulpit are silent. Millions of children are medicated to control their behavior. This is the riddle of Adderall, and the pulpits are silent. Gambling is promoted to pay for schools, and the pulpit is silent. Precious babies are being murdered in the womb, and the pulpits, are, again, are silent. Planned Parenthood kills babies with our tax dollars, but the pulpit remains silent. Judges make laws, and the pulpits are silent. Tolerance trumps truth, and the pulpits are silent. Sodomy is granted legal protection, and the pulpits are silent. The institution of marriage is crumbling, but yet the pulpits are silent again. Obama, this was written way back when, says the Sermon on the Mount justifies gay marriage, and the pulpits are silent. Governments have replaced God as the defender and provider, and the pulpits are silent. I'm going to let you read the rest of this because he's got a whole bunch more like this. But, guys, this pulpit that we have, this talk show that we have, this talk show, this this pulpit that we're in, I guess so we can talk to millions of people every month, it ain't silent. It ain't going to be silent. And I promoted our show repeatedly while I was going to the airports and going to different places on the airports and different people at the hotel. And I always start off with this. They always ask me what we do. I tell them what we do, and I say it is a politically incorrect, very politically incorrect Christian-based talk show that we talk about the things that nobody else wants to discuss in, moder- in, mo- in moderation. But sometimes we really draw lines as far as what's the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do. So if you guys want to listen to the show, just mind you, it's Christian. It's about Jesus. If that's going to offend you, don't even turn it on. <laughs> I just tell them that to start with, because guys, if we still remain silent, like God Dabemeyer says, and the pulpits remain silent, and the talk shows remain silent, and nobody wants to talk about what's really happening, why do we think that God's going to show mercy on this land? Why does we, why do we think that God's going to turn and heal our land if the pulpits and the people who claim to be Christians refuse to talk about the very issues that are destroying the United States of America? 
including all of this COVID nonsense and everything else that they put us through in the last two years and all the lockdowns and all the people that are dying from the claw shots and all the continual shots that they're continuing to give the people that are so uninformed or just ignorant or just plain out stupid. They keep taking shot after shot after shot and they can't pick up any alt media and they can't look at any articles that talk about how bad the shots are. That's why you got to be really careful, even with Fox and with CBS and NBC and ABC and CNN and Drudge and all the rest of them. Very rarely do they actually come out and give you substantial proof and documentation that these shots are killing people. And they don't talk about the VAERS data reporting base. They don't talk about all of the clot shots. They don't talk about all the ingredients in the shot. Guys, it's important that the people that you know that you care about, that you do everything you possibly can to inform them as quickly as you can. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Well, you're exactly right. I know, I mean, we, you and I both, we talked and listened and, you know, communicated with numerous people on this trip. And I mean, this is a very, this is a very open, I guess you could say an open survey topic as far as where, you know, from Tampa to Charlotte to St. Louis, I mean, you get a pretty mixed demographics of everybody from all over the country and traveling different places. And it was interesting, you know, dad, almost pretty much every single person that he talked to, whether it was pilots, whether it was anybody else, they pretty much like, oh yeah, I, I didn't get in the shot majority of people and a lot of them though they did not want to get it they blatantly say well there's no option there was a guy that was basically in the air force that was training the hotel that we're at though a bunch of air force guys there that were training to get you know civilian certified so they could start flying you know for the airlines and we asked him so you, get, you guys get a shot and i said yeah we did and he said we pretty much had no option and the guy right there he told us he said i have one buddy who's in the air force and he's still fighting it and uh, they've, they're still firing people in the Air Force and dropping officers and basically letting them loose because they're not getting the shot. I said, still, currently, right now, with everything that's come out about it? And he's like, yeah. He goes, everybody knows the shot doesn't work. Everybody knows that it's nasty side effects, but it's just they're forcing everybody to do it in the military. And I thought to myself later on, I was thinking that night, I thought, how interesting is it that we've become – so passive in this generation that we know something is extremely dangerous. We know something is completely ineffective. We know it's like flipping a coin, so to speak. You can look at, I mean, the articles, if you remember from the expose back when was it, I think uh, uh, November last year when the research came out and they were showing that there were certain batches that had significantly higher side effects and death rates where other batches, some of which had like virtually no side effects. I can post that article again on the website. If you want to look through all the data on it's very, very detailed data email and people still just went along with it because we all continually got told the same thing. Yet so many people didn't want to come together in unison. That's why I was so proud of you know doctors and nurses and individuals that I knew that all collectively came together and said, no, we're not going to do this. And I told everybody, I said, keep fighting as hard as you can. I said, they can't force 330 million people to take an experimental injection. They can't do it. Now, they can force a huge portion of it. And they did it very, very effectively by gradually decreasing the incentives and gradually increasing – the negative sanctions. And you saw how that worked. At the beginning phase, they gave everybody the sales speech. Oh, there's only very limited shots available. Come out and get your shot immediately. You got to get your shot right now. There's only limited amounts. Only certain individuals can get it. And they did that. What they do? They drove a demand. People thought, oh, I need to get the shot. I'm in, I'm in the 55 plus age group. I can get the shot. I, I just well, might as well get it because we're, we're, they're getting low. They don't have enough. 
Well, as you all know now, a year and a half, two years from now, that was a complete and total fabricated lie to the point that, was it, Walgreens talked about they had to dump like 30 million doses in aggregate. I think in total like 90 million doses of the shot have now been disposed of in the United States, almost 100 million doses that the United States government already prepaid for that were then wasted and disposed of, billions of dollars and vials and vaccines completely and totally trash. I mean, literally thrown in the dumpster. Just done. Just scrap. Scrap. They're done. Doesn't matter. We didn't. I mean, government, the United States populace didn't need that money. They didn't, you know, they wouldn't have enjoyed to have some of their, their tax money given back to them that was stolen from them. It was fine. And yet then they turned around and they continued to push more incentives. Oh, we'll give you a free gift card and a donut if you come get your shot. Remember the meme I talked about at the beginning of 2021? I said shots that are extremely effective and completely safe. You don't have to give out free donuts and gift cards to incentivize people to go get the shot. People would naturally line up to get something if they truly thought it was safe and effective. But the answer was it wasn't effective and it wasn't safe. And now as we're still seeing it, there is still this push from this gaslighting media to continue to tell everybody, oh, no, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. It's completely safe. While you literally have a federal judge in New York now saying forcing somebody to get the shot was completely illegal and unconstitutional, give them back pay and hire them back, you now have the U.S. military that's still on the brink of destruction as far as with true hardcore military members left. And why are they doing that? Well, I've told you guys before, they want to weaken the United States military. If they can weaken the United States military backbone to the extent that there's not really anybody left that's worth anything, that most of the health problems are completely shot out. I mean, now you have individuals in the Air Force and the Navy, I mean, having these giant transgender parties and these gay groups now. There's one, I mean, I saw a photo of it. There's completely gay helicopter crew. They're proud about it. They're, they're holding their, their pride flag, their little rainbow pride flag in a photo by their helicopter. They're Air Force helicopter crew. They're flying around doing stuff in their helicopter. You know, I don't care what somebody's sexual preference is. I've told you that before. Everybody has a right to their own preference. But you don't have to run around and try to be flamboyantly obnoxious with and rubbing everybody's face. We don't I don't fly around in my truck with a heterosexual flag if there even was one. You know, I don't fly around. I'm proud to be straight. I don't do that. Why? Because it's nobody's business, because it's my own personal lifestyle. When you start getting these individuals that try to massively overpromote what they're doing, you realize it is no longer a personal decision of what they want to do with themselves and other people. It is now an agenda they're trying to force on everybody. Always remember that. When you start having somebody that has to make sure they declare everything that they're doing, and I'm letting you know I'm leaving now. I'm, I'm in this group. I'm a transgender. And I'm leaving the room. Buddy, we're not in an airport today. You don't have to depart. You don't have to let us know your departure. Goodbye. Have a good one. Get on with yourself. Nobody cares. But you realize it's not about their personal choice anymore. It's about them forcing it on everybody else and trying to push their agenda. Huge difference on that. And that's what people have to realize. It's not about being bigoted or homophobic or transphobic or being mean against somebody that may have a problem or may have an issue. It's the fact that I'm not okay with an agenda that's trying to force me to openly accept something somebody is doing in the privacy of their own home. And now it's turned to the, the privacy of libraries and restaurants and 
you know, all these shows now. It's again, it's not them wanting to do something in their home. It's them wanting to do it blatantly in front of everybody and claim that it's family friendly while they push their perversion. That is the next step. Because remember, I've told you guys before, pure, true perversion knows no bounds. There's no limits to it. There's not a set point where you're like, okay, this is just too perverted. I'm not getting any more perverted. I'm staying right here, you know, like a level seven or eight perversion. I'm not going to level 10. That never happens. It always goes all the way full pendulum, all the way to stuff you guys already know that we brought up. And that's why I'm so careful about what the children are exposed to. That is why it's so egregious to me that you have the United States, these medical officials now that are encouraging this gender transition. And what's even more nauseating about it, I told you guys before, the media now is repeatedly – now I saw on the AP again today, the, the gender-affirming surgery and gender-affirming health care. This is the buzzwords now they're doing because they want to put these new words in the population's vocabulary to now overstep and overlap the original word like gender mutilation surgery on a minor. That those no, no 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 you can't say that that's a dirty word you got to say gender affirming healthcare now they do this to replace the words and get it into the vocabulary of the general population so they can slowly again desensitize the population of what they're doing that lady in the air those on the airplane the other yesterday two days ago whenever it was with dad and I and she started yelling your where's your AK forty seven at where's your AK forty seven I almost I almost reached look back and I almost just unloaded and I thought. No, she's intentionally stoking me up right now. She's baiting me. She's trying to make sure – she obviously knows by dad and I's conversation if we had a couple. So we were talking about a few different things. We were watching a movie on the phone, and obviously she noticed by our demeanor and our attitudes that we weren't one of her little you know, San Francisco boys out there that wear their triple mask and want to go have their gender-affirming health care. And so she knew that pretty much any rebuttal or anything we started saying – to her comments was going to be met with probably issues with the staff and the crew members of the plane because now she's blatantly asking us a question like where's your firearm is what she was implying where's your firearm at where are you hiding your firearm where's your fire oh god they, they guys they have ak-47s oh my gosh it's like saying bomb on a plane you don't do that but again, when you start having these women that are these hardcore leftist liberals, they know there's certain things you can say and certain things you can do to get another person in trouble. Remember the comment that I've told you before? There's certain comments that there's no reason to answer something to. Like somebody's baiting you and they say, well, have you stopped beating your wife? Now, you know you haven't ever beat your wife. But if you answer, well, no, I haven't. Oh, so you haven't stopped beating your wife. No, I haven't ever done it. I've never done that. Oh, okay. So, so basically, you 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 have you have haven't stopped now. Well, yes, I ha I've never done it. Oh, oh, so you have stopped. It's a bait. There's no way out of it. It's an argument that goes circular. There's no way to rebuttal it because they're gonna t they're gonna put it into a box and then they're gonna make sure everybody around you now is basically looks at you and you've discredited yourself because there's no rebuttal to it. So always be very cautious with a lot of these hardcore leftist communists because a lot of them now are becoming extremely militant because they know their game is starting to get exposed. Because before, back in the day, a lot of the real hardcore leftist liberal communists, they sometimes would make comments or they'd keep to themselves. they have a private conversation. Now they're getting very, very vocal about stuff because they know there's no way to win an argument with a conservative in a constitutional republic. There's really not. 
So what do you do? It's like the typical thing that I've said before when you see these videos where there's an argument or conversation on campus and one of these hardcore liberals, they just start screaming. They start screaming at the top of the lungs, oh my gosh, rape, oh my – they just start making these just erroneous, just flamboyant screaming gestures and words. Well, there's no rebuttal to that. You can't have a literal conversation and actually have a debate with somebody that's screaming at the top of their lungs. Just like you can't have a conversation with somebody that starts screaming at you, where's your AK-47 at? Where's it at? Where are you hiding it? Where are you keeping it? Where's your AK at? I don't I don't have my AK with me. Oh, so you have an AK. What is it, under the plane? No, it's not. Under the, okay, obviously we're going nowhere with this. So again, be cautious of that. But again, you're seeing now it become more more transparent because their agenda is being exposed like cockroaches. They're becoming more aggressive for what they are. And that is why, again, they're trying to come out with these buzzwords and these keywords to overlap what's really happening, like the gender-affirming healthcare and the other things that are starting to come out now. What's interesting, I found out, a lot. The UK's National Health Service now is warning that children who believe they are transgender may be merely going through a phase, and doctors should encourage them against using pronouns. This is interesting. Now they said, well, doctors are placing strict bans on puberty blocker prescriptions in Britain, and even shutting down transgender clinics for not being safe for children. The American medical establishment and the federal government are now pushing full steam ahead on supporting childhood gender transitions. This is all one giant scam again. This is another psychop in order to make people go in and accept this so they can bring this younger generation up through complete and total perversion levels until they reach at 18 years old. And they have no idea who they are because remember I've said this repeatedly. Somebody that can't figure out which actual bathroom they're supposed to go into absolutely has no place nor will they ever push back against any type of government tyranny, period. They won't do it. That's why I was so proud of our, our doctor that we know up there who's pushing back. And I mean he's spending a boatload of money fighting these guys, and I mean he's talked about the depositions he's had with them, and he's constantly coming back with them at facts, and it's funny. Because when you start coming back at basically the DOJ and all these clowns with facts, and you actually have articles and references to D3 and what it does to the immune system and how it fights off viruses, now vitamin C is incredibly important. Like we said from the very beginning, they can't rebuttal it. The only thing they can do is shut down your voice and try to shut you down from being able to talk. And that's what they did at the very beginning of the entire COVID lie. And that is why I have said repeatedly they are criminally complicit in the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people in this country because not only did they give them and they approved remdesivir, they intentionally would not let information and nutrient information go out about supplementation with vitamin C and D3. That is criminal at the highest level to not allow the truth come out about how natural nutrients. That's why the vitamin C with antioxidants, everybody that ever takes that product, they always go, man, I like hardly ever get sick when I take the vitamin C with antioxidants and the D3 and the zinc, the immune kit. I said, yeah, I know. So that's my staple. I run it every single day. So does dad. Almost everybody I know that takes it doesn't get sick. I mean, now, is there going to be some time we may get exposed to something? Oh, by all means. I caught COVID last year. You guys remember that? I did the show most of the time when I did it. Felt pretty rough, but I pushed through it. Bounced back after four or five days. But it means you're going to give your 
immune system, the raw ingredients in order to push through and stay strong and healthy. That's why another reason why it's so important to make sure you're keeping the methylated active B vitamins in your system for energy. Though you guys voted, they won product of the week if you guys saw that yesterday. B complex, the B vitamins, the methylated B vitamins are so important for the adrenals and the brain and energy and mood. And it's crucial right now with all these different things going on, just all these different factors. They're trying to bombard the United States population with basically shock value. They're trying to put so many things out there on the table that you can't juggle all of them at one time. That's why you have to make sure that you're only getting involved in things that you can try to make a difference in and speaking the truth. Because speaking the truth is free and easy. It doesn't take anything. It just takes using your convictions and using your voice and speaking and then actively getting involved in things you can maybe on a local level and other levels. But when you start seeing all these different distractions and you got to focus on this one and focus on this cup and focus on this cup, it's all designed to be theater. So be very careful. That's why I told you guys last week with everything that's going on with Russia again and all these different things. I said it's constant theater, guys. Are they going to do a false flag? They may possibly do it. But this constant war drumming theater about, oh, we're going to have this nuclear exchange. There's some diagram somebody sent me the other day, some diagram from one of the – I don't know if it was AP or one of them, and it was talking about the time frame in which nuclear warheads would be detonated and when America would strike back. And it had all these arrow lines from where the strategic missile sites were in the United States. And I'm like, first off, why are you disclosing any of this stuff? Secondly, if that happens, there's no more anything the entire earth, earth as a whole is a desolate wasteland, and we know that's not going to happen because of revelations. Now, it may get really, really bad leading into that, but the earth's not going to blow up and go kaboom, and all of a sudden everything's just a nuclear wasteland and the population's zero on the earth. It's not going to happen, but again, that's the fear porn they want to push on everybody to keep everybody distracted instead of actually looking at the true bioweapon they released on the general population while they're telling you it's safe and effective and we're putting it on the shot schedule for young children now via the CDC. I've already had multiple people tell me, and I've gotten letters that I'm going to get ready to go right to Santez as well. Going in and saying you're not going to mandate the COVID shot for childhood vaccines is word porn. That's all it is. It's clickbait. It means nothing. Now, I saw DeSantis do that the other day, and somebody wrote me an email, and I read another article on it, and they were accurate. I mean, you're not going to mandate for children to get the COVID shot? No, duh. We already know that we're not going to do that in Florida. That's illegal. We're not going to recommend that any child under any circumstances gets the COVID vaccine in the state of Florida. Ah, okay. Now you're talking. Now you're actually speaking to the American populace. So I'm really hoping DeSantis is actually going to come out and clarify this very, very clearly instead of this just word theater. Oh, we're not going to mandate shots for children in Florida. No, duh, we're not going to mandate shots. We have religious exemptions already in place. Nobody can mandate anybody to get an RNA injection. That's already been clear by the, basically the Supreme Court. That's why they dropped the whole OSHA demand where they were saying OSHA was going to come in and find people. That was illegal and unconstitutional in every aspect. So people have to start realizing if you believe it, you got to stand up for it, especially if it comes to a true platform like the Santez has. Got to start getting aggressive with this stuff and being very, very clear and concise on what you truly believe and what you stand for on this topic, especially when it comes to a platform like he has. And that's why we're so vocal on this show. What do you think, Deb? <laughs> very good segment, Austin. Uh, and, and yeah, you're right. I mean, you start talking about guns on a plane. <laughs> it's like snakes on a plane. It's like, you know, talking about bombs when you're in line at TSA. Ridiculous. You don't do stuff like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. And, and, and she knew that. 
That's why she didn't want to have a dialogue. All she wanted was spew that out four times, trying to bait us to try to get us to say something. And then she'd have gotten the stewardesses involved in it all. And all the like, well, is there really an AK-47 under the plane? Are you really carrying weapons on board this plane? And and this, the funny thing about that is you can carry a weapon on the plane. You just have to disclose it. You have to disarm it. You've got to disassemble it partially. And, you know, they don't have a problem with that as long as you know that it's there and they know that it's there. But it didn't matter this Jezebel you know, weirdo from San Francisco, she just wanted to cause a conflict and we just didn't bite into it. We didn't, we just didn't say, okay, we're not going to go there and start this mess with her and have this entire brouhaha. The plane's doing an emergency landing halfway to, you know, <laughs> St. Louis because there's a gun on the plane, you know, it's just stupid. And so the crazy part about all of this stuff is that's all they have to say is they, they don't want to have a real meaningful discussion with you. I tried to have her one. I tried to, I said to her, I said, you know, I can hear everything you're saying. Because I finally had enough of it, and I really don't understand where you're coming from. That's all I said. In other words, let's have a discussion. Let's talk about this. You know, maybe you've got a few, few points I might actually agree with. Not, but I could try. I could try to be nice. Couldn't do it. Wasn't going to happen. So there are some people, guys. It's kind of like the Bible says with Jesus when he sent his disciples out. If you, they won't receive the blessing when you come into their town, he's just turn around and shake the dust off your feet and leave. And sometimes you've got to do that. you just got to set or turn around and shake the dust off your feet, and you just got to leave. Because if you don't, it's going to end up being a big, big, big mess. Oh, by the way, uh, this is an interesting article by, uh, by Barnhart, Ann Barnhart. I, I like a lot of the stuff she says, but not all of it. She says the NFL is giving their players ivermectin as a prophylactic and to prevent a positive COVID test. And she goes on to say the hypocrisy of the elites. I doubt that. Many professional sports ball players in the U.S. are jabbed. The fact that we are not seeing players dropping dead of suddenly the way that's happening amongst soccer players in Europe, you know, have been killed by the injections. And among high school and college athletes in the U.S. tells me that the American professional sports team owners are protecting their assets by lying to the public about their players being injected and making sure the players are using ivermectin. But really, the most compelling datum is the fact that if the NFL players were actually injected, they'd all be sick by now. Especially if they've got their boosters, because the injections cause antibody-dependent enhancement. They fry your immune system and turbocharge viruses. This letter comes from a longtime physician, reader, and monthly donor, and basically he's redacted this heavily because of multiple celebrities are being invest- invested. And here's the art. Here's the article. Here's the letter she talks about. And continue thanks for your hard work and brilliant insights. Please say a special prayer for my sister's or kids. My niece herself a celebrity who is dating an NFL star. Anyway, the reason for this note is mainly because of ivermectin. My sister, the mom of my celebrity niece dating an NFL star, recently had to fly to a city and was afraid of being tested positive for COVID. My niece's boyfriend, a guy named NFL star named Redacted, who was just traded to the team from the team, gave my sister ivermectin. She told me that everyone in the NFL is using it. However, it's not the veterinarian form. It is the actual pill form, and I've been giving out the veterinary form to my patients in the city where I live, and I only lost one patient to COVID out of 2,000 people that I have treated. And he was a kidney transplant patient to begin with. So, guys, it's so important to think about this for a second. And she's right about this. When you're paying a player millions of dollars a year and they're bringing you millions of dollars in revenue because that player, people want to see him play or see that individual perform, kind of like in gladiatorial combat in a coliseum, honestly, with the NFL. But they want to see all of this stuff. You can't afford to have these guys dropping dead on on the field. I mean, think about that. If all of a sudden you start having NFL players on Monday Night Football – just dropping dead on the field, uh, it would get everybody's attention really, really, really fast. 
That's why I believe that Ann's right about this. I believe a lot of people out there that are really, really high profile, especially in this country, are not taking the actual vaccine, though they're saying they are. And I, I don't I, I, I don't even know how to say how messed up this is. But, guys, it's just the way it is nowadays, and it's just the way it seems to be You know, for all the people that are out there in professional sports that are lying about this stuff and saying they're getting it or not getting it. Now, the people, the actual players themselves may be getting injected. They may really be thinking that they're getting a COVID vaccine. You got a guy you're paying twenty million dollars a year to. You got Tom Brady on your sidelines, and you're going to go inject him with a with a with a with a you know cardiovascular you know clot shot toxin and give him a stroke or a heart attack on the field. No way that's happening. And here's the article I wanted to bring up. I brought it up earlier. I want to read part of it to you. People are dying in their sleep, and it's been linked to vaccines. Explained Dr. Peter McCullough. He's a cardiologist at a conference for medical professionals in Sedona, Arizona, this past weekend. Several speakers and physicians commented on a disturbing trend that increased in otherwise healthy, healthy people dying in their sleep. Sudden, unexplained, age-inappropriate deaths seem to be happening more than usual, both in the United States, where these medical doctors practice, and in several other countries in the industrialized world. Excess deaths is a phenomenon all over the world at the moment, said Dr. John Campbell, a nurse educator who's been meticulously following and commenting on scientific data. This data shows that the deaths are 16 percent higher than one would expect statistics tell part of the story but unusual deaths are making headlines tell another part for example south african press francie swahopi was found dead in her bed on sunday morning october the 16th she was in the middle of a filming a new project she was 50 years old and her cause of death is not yet known earlier this month a young dad jack gozier was also found dead in his home in new come scotland just hours before he had texted his girlfriend to say he had talked to her the next morning gozier was 23 years old he leaves behind a one-year-old son 17-year-old Gwen Caston, whose father is a lawmaker in the state of Illinois, also died in her sleep. 17 years old. Now, when is when have you heard of children dying in their sleep at 17? Just thought I'd mention that. On October the 7th, Caston's family issued a statement on Instagram explaining that her daughter, who had known health or behavioral problems, died of heart arrhythmia of an unknown cause. You know, and the, and the thing that's amazing to me, and we and we talked to our friend, the the, uh, the physician in St. Louis about this, and this is absolutely mind-boggling to me is we have all of these people coming out now and saying all these other people are dying in their sleep, and we don't know why. <laughs> I can't believe that these physicians are this stupid. And Now, I, I was talking to my friend this week, and I, and I told him, I said, the problem is it's not that physicians don't have high IQs because most of them do. The problem with physicians in general is this. They are used to memorizing data. They're used to memorizing flowcharts. They're used to memorizing chemistry equations. They're used to being really in a situation where they test well, like on MCAS, et cetera, et cetera. But they don't have good reasoning skills in almost every instance. Now, what does that mean? A plus B is equal to C or 1 plus 1 is equal to 2, and they're going to go, what does that mean? And, and it frustrates me because they're playing the game like they really understand, quote unquote, modern medicine. They're playing the game of life and death with so many people who come into their offices and they're playing the game of let's inject them with this and see what happens. Oh, my gosh, they just died. They died a week after I gave them the shot. They were totally healthy. But we don't know why. Gosh, don't be so stupid. I mean, you know why, but you won't admit it because you have no reasoning skills or your brain is so brainwashed because of the medical establishment, the AMA, that you're afraid if you go against standard medical procedure, you say, no, we're not going to do that, that they're going to remove your license from you. And so you're concerned about your livelihood. Well, I understand that part, but you don't have to pretend like you don't know what's happening. You know, what did that old <laughs> – this is an old Clint Eastwood movie, Outlaw Josie Well. And he was talking to some guy who was basically giving him money to turn in these Confederate soldiers, and he was telling them all this stuff, just lying to them. And here's what he said. He goes, 
he said it in a way I can't use it on the air, but I'll, I'll use it this way. He said, don't urinate down my back and tell me it's raining. That's what he said. And now you say, well, that's, I can't believe you said that on the show. Well, that's, but he didn't say that. He used the other words. But the reality is this. Don't pretend like you don't know what's happening. Don't pretend like you don't know that these clot shots are causing all kinds of health issues and killing all kinds of people, including teenagers. Don't pretend like you don't know that. Oh, but that's right, isn't it? Here's what they also pretend. Oh, we don't know why your son came down with autism. He got his 18-month booster shots, 24-month booster shot, 36-month booster shot. He was absolutely healthy. He was ahead of the entire curve as far as his height, his weight, his intellectual abilities. And suddenly we give him this shot and his lights go out. And now he's autistic and he has no idea where he is. All of his speech skills stop. And it happens over and over and over again. But we don't know why this happened. We have no idea why these children's lights are going out after we inject them with 76 vaccines by the time they're out of high school. And we think it's okay because we don't understand the neurotoxicity of aluminum and other adjuvants. Oh, but it's okay. Let's just pretend like we're not doing this because we get our money from Blue Cross and Blue Shield if we have X amount of people percentage-wise in our clinical practice for, as a pediatrician who are fully vaccinated. And we don't take people into our practice who are not vaccinated, who refuse vaccines because we don't want to lose our bonuses from the insurance companies. But let's pretend like we're not doing that either. I don't know what to say. And, and, I, and I talked to my buddy this week about that. and He said the same thing. He says it's mind-boggling that these people supposedly who get into medicine because they want to try to help people really aren't in it for helping people, are they, in some cases? The only thing they care about is how much money they're going to make, how many surgeries they're going to do, how many kids they're going to inject, how many patients they're going to see, how many people they're going to do basically chemotherapy or radiation on. or Just on and on and on and on. Why can't they just be focused on helping people? Why can't they just be focused on let's try to figure out what's wrong with you and let's try to correct it? We see when doctors do that, they step out of mainstream medicine. They step over into the cool realm of Oh my gosh, he's doing voodoo. You know, he's not. No, he's not. If he's trying to help you with vitamin C intravenously, or he's trying to help you with you know, teaching you about shots, or trying to help you about maybe there's certain vaccines you shouldn't give your children, like all of them. Maybe he's trying to do that stuff for you because he really cares about you and your family. But that's becoming less and less and less. That's why I love communicating with you guys via email. I love talking to you guys because. We're all on the same page. We're like brothers and sisters in Christ, and I really, really like that. And I, repeat, I, pre, I appreciate all the respectful letters you guys sent me. I really do. Sometimes you'll disagree with me. I'll sit there. Okay, I like this letter I wrote to God the other day. I don't agree with you on this or this, but you agree with me on this or this. But I really like the way you wrote this letter, and I'm okay with that. Guys, listen to me. We're all in this together. Time's getting really short. It really is as far as for the United States to make some changes, to put up or shut up, and to change this mess. And as Christians, we've all got to work together and basically build each other up and support one another. I love you guys. I appreciate you so very, very much. Austin, finish it up, and I will talk to you tomorrow. The, th the thing that I've always said and I will continue to say is the easiest way for evil men to prevail is for good men to do nothing. And this is something that's becoming more and more prevalent now, but it's also starting to change because I think a lot of people, a lot of patriots, at least a lot of people that I have met and come in contact with, people are starting to kind of have these aha moments. The more you see these Supreme Court rulings or this, this federal court ruling, excuse me, in New York, the more people are starting to see what's going on, the more it should make people question everything. 
And I mean that seriously, almost like the Matrix. You know, you kind of go down the rabbit hole and you're just like, where, where are you going to go? <laughs> start going towards Alice in Wonderland and start realizing this whole place is completely different than what we've been told it is. And that's why it's really important to continue to try to educate your friends and have topics and have discussions and bring up certain things. Because there's no question about it. There's going to be disagreements. There's going to be things that people don't agree upon. But you can always have a very mutually, you know, respectful conversation about stuff and not not agree on a lot of stuff there's no question about it that's why you see the hardcore leftists they have no intentions at any point in time and having a debate with us they want to push their agenda their new agenda their communistic ideology and completely change the fabric of the united states and how it was born i mean you think our founding fathers the ones that were real true patriots they would absolutely have a conniption fit right now if they saw how invasive and how tyrannical this out-of-control rogue government has become. I mean when you have the bumbling buffoon walk around on stage and just wanders around and we're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, that's our president. Salute the president. Dad made a comment. The One of the Air Force guys goes, well, how do you like our commander-in-chief? And he started laughing. He goes – Anybody in the military that's actually awake knows this guy ain't running anything. And he goes, actually, let me let me let me rephrase that. Everybody knows this guy isn't running anything. He goes, the hardcore liberals just won't admit it. He goes, there's nobody in their right mind that's not like a complete and total loon in you know a padded room that actually thinks this guy is running anything. When it comes to actual in the government and nuclear and <laughs> nuclear football and everything else. This guy can't even talk. Anytime anybody asks him anything that's off topic, he just starts mumbling and rambling. It's 16, 15 trillion, billion, trillion, million, billion, and we got to stock the spaghetti sauce on, on top of the pallets because the, you know, the, there's a water hose, and I got hairy legs. And he, like, runs off. Like, Everybody's like, what did he just say? I don't know. He's, he's like an insane asylum patient that escapes all the time. They kind of herd him back to get in his presidential limo. Like, oh, gosh, Biden's running around again. Don't let him say anything. I mean, this is embarrassing, guys. And I mean, and we all watch this happen. So that's why I encourage everybody, make sure you're getting vocal and making sure everybody votes this week. And going into next week, whenever you have the option, you know, the early voting and going into it next week. Because – this is pretty much the last hurrah. I know there's a lot, a lot of restrictions down here as far as with voter stuff, not restrictions, but actual making sure that people are actually who they say they are. And you can't just run around and be a mule and go dump 2,000 different ballots for the same person, all these dead voters. Now, of course, you know, in states that are completely taken over by communism, there's not much rule of law. Like you saw in California, they tried to recall Newsom. Oh, suddenly, oh, we have all these supportive voters of Newsom. Nobody in California likes Newsom. Even the liberals don't like Newsom out there for the most part. He's a complete and total nincompoop. He's a total Chinese puppet. He does anything they tell him to do over there. Nobody's even addressing the fact that all the kickbacks and stuff that was happening with him doing the mass contracts and all the money contracts with China during COVID for material and all the you know masks and all the other stuff over there. This guy is completely and totally corrupt. So again – when you know something is true, get the truth out there. That's why it's so important that you talk to people about their health and their overall nutrition, You know, making sure they're eating clean to the best of their ability. It's difficult when you're on a trip sometimes, but you do the best you can. Like yesterday, we went to breakfast at the hotel, and you know, I don't like eating a bunch of food. I don't like eating liquid eggs or powdered eggs ever, 
because of how nasty they are. You have no idea what they're even in. And so dad and I, we always order, you know, over easy eggs with butter, over medium eggs in butter. And you can always tell when they're cooked correctly as far as in butter and they're over easy. And, you know, they probably weren't honestly probably cage-free organic eggs, but at least you know that they were real eggs and they weren't some powdered stuff that they whip up full of calcium carbonate and all kinds of other stabilizers in it. You actually get some whole eggs. And so that's why it's so important to try to do the best you can. And I know it's difficult a lot of times because I know sometimes you're out and about, you're doing stuff, and there's nothing wrong with having a cheat meal here and there. But right now it is so crucial that we keep our immune system strong and our mind strong. And that means – a lot of that means exercising and keeping your cardiovascular system strong. Even if you're not wanting to go out and do heavy, heavy exercises, it's incredible what it does to the body as far as with dopamine and the energy and the mindset and detoxifying the body. Just going out and going for a 20-minute walk. Just going out for a walk, you know, even a, a mildly aggressive walk and enjoying the scenery, enjoying nature if you have to. Even if you have to, get on a regular, you know, one of those bicycle machines. Just watch out for your guy. Make sure they have a good seat on them. And – um or going on, you know, elliptical machine in, in the gym and getting the blood circulating. Because remember, the blood's got to circulate through the liver and the kidneys, and all that stuff's got to circulate. If you're constantly sitting in a chair all day for work at night, you better believe you're doing cardio. I mean, yesterday morning when I got up, I woke up in the hotel. First thing I did, I had a GHI shake, went down there, did 25 minutes of cardio on the elliptical, and then trained legs, and then went and ate breakfast. First thing, knocked it out in the morning because I knew I was going to be on a plane half the day flying around, sitting down, doing nothing, and I was not going to be stationary at all. I wanted to make sure I'm active throughout the day. Thank you again, my friends, for standing together with us. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. If you all need anything, the product of the week, the B-Complex formula, probably one of our most popular products we have with our methylated B vitamins on sale right now for 10% off as product of the week. Be sure to check that out at healthmasters.com, and also be sure to stay up. We're going to have a few other sales we're going to be putting together over the next week on the front page, going to be changing some stuff up. Be sure to check that out at Health Masters and the organic two-pack food buckets. Those are on sale for a couple more days. Those will be going on until the end of the month, so be sure to check that out if you want to get organic 25-year stable food at a really, really good price. Best price you're going to find organic food anywhere as far as on food buckets. Healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. 